Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. It's the overtime, your weekly indulgence into stupidity. I'm drunk right now. And random crap. What a load of crap. Brought to you by the best restaurants in Manhattan, Taco Lucha and Salon Saloon. Lucha and Saloon. Lucha, proud employers of Ryan Gilbert. And they'll be proud of the fact that this week's podcast doesn't include Ryan Gilbert, so it'll be really good. How do you know this? I think. I, I hope so. Is that where he's at? I, I don't know. I just feel like he didn't feel invited since we were doing three people <laughs> podcasts this summer and you were coming to town. I think he said, I'm out. Mm. But to be clear, we'll be recording more podcasts this week because Zach and I are both going on vacation simultaneously, which is a really good move on our part. Yeah. Where are you going to be? I, I'm going to be in the southeast corner of the United States. I will be. I will also be in the southeast corner of the United but States. But you'll be laying on a beach. I'll be driving everywhere. I'm going on vacation, do you? Oh, boy. <laughs> Folks, there will be nothing on the site for about a 10-day period. I swear if anybody commits, oh yeah, you might not know about it. But anyhow, we'll get it all done. But we are going to record some podcasts. Life of Fitz podcasts are getting recorded. There'll be some daily deliveries put in the can. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But I got to come up with a theme to do from the road, I think. Just do them here. Do them all here? Yeah, do them here so I can get them done on Monday. And I don't think I can go over that many topics, especially with the Pac-12 stuff. Maybe spilling into July now. But this is the podcast in which you can ask us almost anything, and we'll answer a lot of those questions as long as you're not too... Naughty, naughty. Distasteful. That's my job. But get into Solong and Lucha. I love them. I adore them. They're delicious. They have such a great selection of beers. They have every of every one of my top favorite beers on tap between the two places. Yingling, Big Wave, and Pacifico. Don't forget Modelo. I do like Modelo, too. You don't like Dos Equis Amber? I don't mind it. It's good. Okay. I like both Equis even when it's ambered. That's my knowledge of beer right there. Reading your questions from Wabash Station will be the one and only Cole Cosmetic Surgery Carmody. Thank you. With a beautiful little button nose. We have three amazing contributors to the show today, by the way. Just three? Just three. So we're not doing one question only. We're doing questions from three people. Well, we had to hoard questions because we got to do another one of these later in the week with Gilbert that will be... On in July. There's Daphne contributing. So the first one comes from King Jim 77. What is your ideal death row meal? It must consist of an entree, two sides, a drink, and a dessert. I like how he says that as if it's like we're on death row and like just like normal times, not like the final meal. He didn't say final meal. I would assume he he means final meal. Probably say uh, just a general meal from Jack Stack of brisket mm-hmm. with cheesy potatoes, 
fries, and then I'd probably do like a slice of birthday cake. What's your drink? A drink? Uh, Probably can't be alcohol because that'll mess with all the drugs going into you. Um, Then again, you're dying, so I don't know. Yeah. Probably wouldn't let you have a beer. Uh, I'll say like a Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get all hyped up for that execution. What now? What is it? One? So it's an entree, two sides, a drink, and a dessert. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it right here. That's right. Um, I am going to have Cox Brothers sausage. I love that the, their sausage is so good. And then uh, Mac and Jack in their potato salad. Now, there was a point in my life when this answer would have been lasagna mm. and then something else. My drink will be lemonade, mm-hmm. but not just like Minute Maid lemonade. I want fresh squeezed lemonade. I want simply lemonade or whatever that is. Now, that's what I want. Um, and then a dessert, probably uh, hmm, some kind of cheesecake. I think cheesecake's a solid choice. I think I'm going to have cheesecake for my dessert, like New York style cheese. Did you guys get yeah. New York style cheesecake when you were? No, there? you didn't go and get a slice of cheesecake. No. Did you go to the Cheesecake Factory? There isn't a Cheesecake Factory on Manhattan. I'm just. We would have though. I'm really. I'm really surprised that. I mean, it's where all the cheesecakes made. I think in the world. The factory. It's at the factory. 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 They might. I think Junior's cheesecake is the New York City thing. Mm. Junior's. Yeah, because it's it's like it's uh, not Junior's. It's it's, Junior's. It's Junior's. It's the 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 family that owns the factory. Junior's their son that. Right. Spun off and did his own thing. Sure Tell you what, though, if, there, if we were staying near a cheesecake factory, we probably would have eaten there every meal, and it wouldn't have been that much more expensive than other truth. Okay, so I have two Options. favorite martinis. Being the man's man, I am uh, a lemon drop martini is my absolute favorite. Very manly, uh, fruity, and then um, I was in there and had a uh, cable car um, martini at Cheesecake Factory. Many years ago, not realizing that it was literally stolen from the Bellagio, like the recipe was created by a mixologist at the Bellagio. And so I've had them there. Every time we go to Vegas, we try to stop in the Bellagio so we can have one of their authors. They're amazing. But there's a Cheesecake Factory like every block. You could have gotten one there. No, I want the authentic one. Well, one time I I was in, I dropped by Hyde when Kelly, our friend Kelly in Vegas, worked there. I dropped by Hyde during the day with my buddy Todd, rest in peace, buddy, um, just to say hello. And she goes, Fitz, you just missed the mixologist. He was here working on some drinks with our bartenders. The guy who created the cable car was here like an hour ago. (laughs) And I go, I I would have loved to have met him because that drink, I mean, it's rum, martini. It's a, I don't drink rum. It's incredible. But uh, she said, and plus we've got this nitrogen freezing system. He taught me how to make a frozen cable car martini for you. And I'm like, what? It was incredible. It was like an icy of alcohol delights. So that's on your death row. Yes. I probably couldn't have to have that virgin. Yeah. I bet it's still good though. <laughs> I'm not going to die a virgin. That's not what I meant. Okay. Uh, I'm going to answer I, my question. I haven't even answered Yeah, you yet. haven't yet. Uh, I'm going to say um, a steak, not just any steak. This is going to be a steak that my grandpa has to grill on his grill in 
that is on his back patio. It is a very it's not it's not an old grill, but it's like you know it's kind of holds sentimental value. This is beginning to sound like an escape plan. <laughs> well, it might might be that. And then a twice baked potato, but my grandma has to be the one to make it. Okay, twice baked potato. That's I, I feel like that caveat that your grandma must be alive to make it just. I don't know. Well, seems kind of like, like you're, you're gonna cheating get to the, the hangman. I think you're trying to, you know, set yourself up. But I, I, I feel like you're gonna get to murdering later in life. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it, it depends how much if this guy pays for my car insurance. Or well, you might my, murder him. Uh, okay. I'm not saying. And then I'm gonna say just uh, some asparagus. So I have a steak, oh, asparagus, man. twice baked potato. And then we'll say a slice of cheesecake, and then I'll go with some fresh lemonade. Your final pea is going to smell. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe yeah. I should have some Brussels sprouts. Oh, I actually love and, Brussels sprouts. Oh, good God. At really? least if I eat the Brussels sprouts, I look forward to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you don't like asparagus? Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm okay with asparagus, particularly if it's grilled. Yeah. Um, but it's not my favorite. It's not. My favorite fruit is macaroni and cheese. I do got to say vegetable. I've been vegetable. My favorite death row meal that people like eat is the KFC bucket of chicken, mashed potatoes, you know, some sodas mm -hmm. and then like a chocolate cake or something. That is like the quintessential death row meal. I would be unopposed to that. Yeah, that's good. Just KFC. I, I knowing me, I think my goal would be to eat something, uh, that would cause me to crap wildly at the point of my execution. Just to really let that stick in everyone's brain. Mm -hmm. I didn't see him die. I saw him spew feces up against the window of the observation area. Did you know that when they execute? <laughs> Do you know that when they execute people, they'll stuff cotton balls, cotton balls up there? You know what? Okay. Now, in the big picture of bad jobs to have, <laughs> I, I. I don't know. I don't think Mike Rowe's dirty jobs would even go there. I'm here at I think, the prison to stuff cotton balls up a man's ass before he's killed. <laughs> I think Mike Rowe would do it. Because <laughs> I feel like Mike Rowe supports the death penalty. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so... I think he'd do it. A good segue for the next question. That's oh God, God, I'm worried now. <laughs> from King Jim, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly cuts you a blank check from the Kansas government. What improvements do you make to Manhattan to enhance as a tourist destination? That's not where you thought this question was going to go. Uh, I was going to say, well, <laughs> probably fix KU Stadium. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I would probably... Um, well, you got to fix the back parking lot first. That's one of the first things you have to do in Aggieville. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that makes it a, more of a tourist destination, but it, Aggieville is a tourist spot, right? So, like, it, it it improves the overall, you know, touristy ability of Manhattan. Blank, blank check. Like that wording. Yeah, yeah. Aggieville completely redone. Downtown completely redone. Multiple skyscraper hotels. Mm, skyscraper. Uh, yeah. And then out by the highway – uh, 
annex Manhattan. I don't know how you do that, but just towards the highway. Maybe you build like the little, you know, what we talk about, the scenic drive extension all the way. We'd love to see that. Down there, towards there, build our giant sports complex, hotel, casino, water park, amusement park. Amphitheater. Amphitheater. And then use the rest of that money to get musical acts to come and pay them up front. And then we keep all the ticket revenue and we probably operate at a loss, but we get Taylor Swift. Well, I'm, so. I'm in. I'm in. I, that's exactly where it's going to go. I, I have this strange dream of having a casino between like at exit 303. Um, so it serves Junction City and Manhattan. I mean, it'd be great for rally soldiers to be a big customer a a big casino with a convention area with sports fields um secondary or is third dairy a word tertiary Tertiary. well it's i like third dairy better uh hotels you know more like you know for families uh, so you're not staying in a casino uh and an amphitheater in which you could have basically have a country stampede level event there with camping and and everything that whole area would be developed in my world. And, and granted, a lot of it's a floodplain, but that's why you put soccer fields and baseball fields and those type of things out there on that floodplain and, you know, try to protect them. But if they get wet. Turf. Yeah. They get wet. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I do. And I actually think that would be great economic development. I, I really wish, you know, you look at some of the great known amphitheaters around the world and they're kind of in rural areas. Mm-hmm. That people are willing to drive to, and I think if you did that out of here in the Flint Hills, you could have something really, really cool, really beautiful and cool, and and somewhere three miles away, a neighbor would complain about the noise. It's so loud. It's uh, it's really loud. Is there anything else we'd like to add to that? Question? No, but I'm going to talk about uh, Use the rest of the money. And I like how I say the rest of the money because yeah, it's, it's a blank, it's a blank check. check. Uh, buy uh, an NBA or NHL franchise and build a, the nicest arena in the league and uh, move them here. Would you move them to Manhattan? Yeah. Oh, wow. Ow. Wow. Blank check. We can pay the league $3 billion. For an expansion franchise, and I think they'd say yes. I probably um, would put it in KCK, you know, like cheat it this direction. And then Lawrence would probably try to claim it. I mean, Lawrence could be in the Manhattan metropolitan area if they decide to <laughs> change their affiliation here. Mm, that would make sense. Yeah. Too. Actually, th- that could be the argument we make, but... You could make it work. Zach is just in the process of building just this metropolis. Yeah. You build it, and they will come. Zach, you mentioned uh, high-rise. Would there be a market in your dream world of a high-rise condo facility so people could just buy condos and live there instead of uh, sprawling across Pot County? Mm, no. Okay. No, we'll we'll sprawl Pot County, too. Zach, I'd prob- I'd we're prob- going to use all of this, the rest of the money. Uh, to build a thousand, five thousand homes, and we're just going to give them away. Oh, going to give, them, give away. them away. So then people come here, and then they have to find jobs to live here, and then then okay, and then the hockey team could be the Manhattan Freeloaders. There we go. Yep, it's the Manhattan blank checks. Zach also wants to move the ocean uh, into the Kansas River. He wants to build a beach. He wants uh, to physically do that. Okay, not, not seriously though, seriously though, I think much. I think you could. 
read, and I think there might have been a plan for this. Somebody drew something up, but you could. I don't want to say. I don't know how to say redirect. It. Not redirect, but renovate. You could make the Kansas River nicer and build kind of like a Branson Landing type of joint. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, I think that's realistic. And honestly, if you don't know your Manhattan history, the whole reason we have Manhattan, Kansas, New Boston, is because the barges coming down the river got caught on the sand. That you can still see those areas as you pass over the bridge when the water's low. It's right there. So I think you're right. I think it would solve a lot of problems for the entire community if you went and excavated that all, you know, dredged it and dug it, made it much more deep. Mm-hmm. And so you could have boating on it and you could have more fun out there and then put in a, a landing area on, you know, not far from downtown, actually. Kind of cool. Good ideas. There. I hope they're listening to us. Oh, man. You got good uh, ideas. From King Jim once again, what are your favorite high school stadiums to visit in Kansas? I hardly ever cover high school athletics. I hardly covered it when I was covering high school athletics. I mean, I was going to Salina Stadium all the time and maybe on the road once in a while. But for some reason, many years ago, I went to the Marysville Stadium for something. I feel like I spoke in the park there. And then that night they had something. I was on my way to a Nebraska game. Mm. And so that shows you a time frame right there. But that Marysville High School Stadium is a cool setting. It's kind of built into a hill. It's very cool. Zach? I don't think there's a single high school stadium in Kansas that is my favorite to go to. So, I'd rather go to any generic Texas football stadium. I mean, that's truthfully. Fair, but, like, honestly, like... I don't think there's... Like, we're comparing high school, we're comparing high school football in Kansas to high school like football in Texas. Junction City's new stadium is cool. not cool. What? No. Oh, it just insulted him. Why is it not cool? It's... Some generic bleachers and a tiny jumbotron that they don't use. They don't use it. And the concessions are all the way where you'd think the locker rooms should be. Like, it doesn't make any sense well, how long you have to walk. Who cares about concessions at a high school football game? Exactly. Why should somebody care enough to walk all the way to the other end zone to get concessions? Because you That's didn't weird. want to build two? It's weird. Probably well, so you can serve both Most of the high school fans, kids are just... Smuggling in alcohol on you. I actually really like it in, in JC because they have the overlooking um, the the schools right there, and there's like a little cardio deck. Now that's like the inside of the school where you like. Is that a lawnmower? I think uh, I think our mowers are here, or my neighbor's mowing for the third time mm-hmm. this week. But I'm also very basic when it comes to stadiums. Like I'm from Olathe, so I played at Odak. I played at Seaback. We played at the Blue Valley District Stadiums. Like there's not a lot of like cool stadiums that I've been to. I'll answer this as far as baseball goes, since I have been around a little bit more. Um, Rossville Stadium is actually kind of cool. It's, it's really weird. tiny, but it's it's quirky. Like the road, yeah, I've seen it. It's yeah. the super high wall, and the light pole actually is in play, or it was in play until this spring. There was a storm, and the light pole fell onto the field because we were supposed to play a JV game there that day. And they said, we can't play it. we got to come to you because our light pole fell onto our field. I hate it when that happens. Somebody on Reddit has been taking all of the high school baseball stadiums, like all of the fences like that exist in the state, and putting, putting them into one picture and just seeing how far like oh, cool. all of them are. Like, There's some that have like 750-foot fences, which I don't know if those are actual like if they play it that way, but yeah. that's what their stadium is and just it's funny seeing all the shapes but rossville would definitely be one that sticks out Mm -hmm. on a graph like that um also i'll say this apparently clay center's football field was really cool it was like one of the most historic stadiums in the state and they just like tore it up and they're redoing it 
because um, we played baseball up there, I didn't realize at the stadium. Everybody's like, oh, where the stadium goes? So if you're from Clay Center, apparently you had a cool stadium. I never saw it, but apparently it was pretty cool. So uh, there you go, King Jim. I know we didn't answer your question, but. I don't have any favorites. I'm going to say ODAC because it was my means. stadium. Olathe uh, District right. Athletic Complex. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Good job. Context clues. Yep. The humans will be back with more of the Overtime Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the overtime. Speak humans. From Poan Salon. Uh, <laughs> what are some towns or areas of Kansas you have never been to, and do you have any desire to go to at any at any point? I've never been to Poonsville. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, there's areas of Western Kansas that are cool that I've never been to. Like we went to the Monument Rocks. Honestly, I thought they were going to be bigger. I really did, but they're they're very cool. So there's some areas out there, yeah, but not really. Kind of, it depends on the context, right? Uh-huh. Like like if you're going there for a reason. I'd like to go to Nicodemus for the history of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but even down in southeast Kansas, there's a battlefield, Civil War battlefield we've been to, which was cool. I mean, it's not a huge thing, but yeah. it is preserved. So yeah, I yeah, yeah, no problem. There's just other areas of the country I want to explore. You know, I, I've got a lot of areas of the country I want to get to before I even think about Europe. Mm. I mean, I'd love to go to Ireland, but I haven't been to Asheville, North Carolina. And that's what one of the places we're going this summer. And mm-hmm. it's just, I haven't been to Montana. I haven't been to Yellowstone <laughs> love- or Jellystone. <laughs> e- either one. What? I love how you're like, man, I really want to go to Ireland, but got to go to Asheville, North Carolina first. Got to, you know, it's just the standard transition mm-hmm. there. It's beautiful. Got to go to Asheville before you go to Ireland. What a weird thing to say. There are some places in Kansas I've been to that now I look back on and I'm like, that's pretty cool. One of the places is Galena, Kansas. You guys are familiar with Galena? Do you know where that is? Uh, is that? I'm not sure where it's at. Uh, no. It's like south southeast Kansas, border Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. It's right by the casino. Oklahoma, Missouri, like right in that border. Yeah. And uh, Route 66, it, it's right off Route 66. And so... Um, it's kind of cool because you kind of get a sense of what it was like. It's like we went in there and there was this really old uh, building and apparently it was like a brothel, I guess, when it was like mm. in its heyday. But it's haunted is now. It, is it, is so, it still open? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't. The last thing I need to do is go to a haunted brothel. <laughs> it is still open. I know you can tour it and that's what we did. And it was fascinating. So. I think it would be fun to do Route 66. Yeah. Like, like not just like Kansas because I think Kansas has like the shortest stretch yeah. of Route 66 of – the road, but I think doing something like that would be fun. But I don't really have any desire to go elsewhere. I mean, it would be fun to do the whole like 105 county trip where you just knock off all the counties in as little time as possible. But other than that, I mean, even that would be pretty boring. I would, but it'd say, be fun to say you've been to all the counties. I mean, if we had to rank the parts of the state, Southeast Kansas has to be the lowest part of the state, right? Like, what? It's like, a, it, like as far as like the nice parts of the state. 
And well, I'm not. This is not meant to be a shot. Yeah, it is. Um, oh no, the Southeast Kansas is beautiful. No, Southeast Kansas is underrated. You think Southeast yeah. Kansas is underrated? Yes. Yeah. I get, now, granted, because Southwest Kansas and Northwest Kansas, and just basically anywhere after Hayes, and uh, see, saying think, after saying even saying after Hayes is a little bit of a Southwest stretch. Kansas. I'll say Southwest Kansas is probably has Southeast. Kansas. Man, you get to. I've just spent a lot of time. You get past Salina a little bit. You're just like, all right, we're out here. Southeast Kansas is a little different because you got trees. You got some winding roads. It's a little different. But also after driving down there with gills, it wasn't that pleasant of a (laughs) trip driving through everything. I drove from Manhattan to Pittsburgh earlier this Mm -hmm. summer. And instead of going through Kansas City, I decided to go the back way. It was... Why would you go through Kansas City to get to Pittsburgh? Because you have to. No, I've gone there many times from here. Like down. And you and you go through all the little yeah. towns. See, like I, I like doing that. The quickest way is going through Kansas City though. On on the maps, but not in all reality. No. I promise. I tried. No. It's it's quicker to go through Kansas City, I'm certain. Because okay. you get interstate and then you get highway sixty nine. You do, and I And it's basically interstate grade, so well, next time you make that drive, let me know. Okay. Never done it. So. <laughs> from uh, from Poon Saloon, once again, what is the most interesting piece of Kansas history to you? Zach, you put this question in here? Just for you, Cole. We're going to go to – Fitz and I are going to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm curious what you think. I've got the answer. snoring music. I want to hear what you have to say. I I think the most interesting part of Kansas history is the entire reason why we have Jayhawkers and – in the battles along the border leading up to the Civil War, I, it's fascinating. The burning of Lawrence, which I think we're all in favor of. We can agree on that. But, you know, the fact that slave-owning or slave-supporting Missouri assholes. Bushwhackers. Did it. You know, it just fa- it was so violent, mm-hmm. so hateful. I mean, it was almost like the equivalent of a college rivalry that spilled into war. The states hated each other that much because Kansas coming in as a territory, the whole purpose was to be a free state. And Missouri wasn't in favor of that. Even though they weren't technically a slave state, they were certainly aligned with that as a border state. But I think that's just fascinating that how violent that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was literally raiding parties that would just, you know, go into Missouri or go into Kansas and kill people and come back. It's crazy. I think it was interesting how... If Kansas territory was still like if if that was the borders they use, like Denver would be in Kansas. Oh, I know that'd be fun. We should have it. Let's just claim take it. it back. Well, let's just invade. Let's invade Colorado because at some point everyone in Colorado will go, dude. Okay, that's that's my Colorado. Story. <laughs> I'm going to answer this question and just with the history of all the Native Americans. Like there's so much Native American history in the state that people don't really realize. Like the state is literally named after Native Americans. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's a history that Kansas doesn't embrace as much as it should. Now you get out west and there's a little bit more of that. But I mean between that and the conquistadors, uh, like there is so much I got to Lindsberg and went, ah, let's turn around and go home. (laughs) That ain't out here. Looking for the gold, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting, but I mean, John Brown also has to be at the top of the list. And I, yep. it's iconic. I think a lot of people know about that and why there isn't 
more of Kansas history leaned into by some of the state universities. I, I, I honestly, I don't understand because there is, this is the most interesting state in the area. Like besides Oklahoma, which obviously has a lot of history. I mean, it's more interesting than Missouri. It's more interesting than Nebraska. It's more interesting than Iowa. I mean, there is a lot of history in the state that should be leaned into that just isn't. I think Missouri's pretty interesting, but you know, kind of the wrong side of history. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I think it's I, more interesting than Colorado too. I'm, I'm totally blanking. What's the area, Zach? Get to help me if you're. Oh, crap. The the river, the stream that goes under I-70, that's just outside of east of Manhattan. There's an exit right there. Blue? No. The Blue River. Wait. No. What am I? I can't even think of it. Deep Creek. Yeah, Deep Creek. Oh. That whole area. I did a historical tour, like the His- historical society. This was years ago. The history of that area is incredible. Literally, the Indians, the Native Americans would migrate up into that area for the summer, um, following the south wind when it was warming up and coming up here, uh, and then go back to Oklahoma for colder times, which is kind of funny. It's Mm -hmm. not that much further away. But out there, you have Native American relics, pioneer relics. They found mammoth bones. It's just been an area through history where... People and animals have migrated through because it was such rich soil. Um, just fascinating. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Good question. That was actually good. It, it, it's interesting that uh, The Wizard of Oz took place here. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary. It, But it actually took place in Nebraska in the book. Did it really? I don't, I know, about, I don't know about the movie. We're talking about the movie. No, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Nebraska in the book. Was it? I think so. Let's just look that up. I just might have spread misinformation, which I'm not opposed to doing, but... Fake News Fits. Oh, that's a good nickname. The movie is, has the name Omaha in it, reflecting that the wizard originated from Omaha, Nebraska, just as the book. Okay. So you were right. Kind of. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Next question comes from Poon Saloon once again with... MBAF and Kansas State continuing to grow the Manhattan community. How do you think the town changes in 30 to 50 years? Well, housing will be a lot more expensive. It'll be – Wamega will be connected, completely connected. That whole area will be developed. Um, they're going to have to probably try to wrestle some land back from the federal reservoir to develop. And there's – there's just not many places for, you know, the areas I talked about with the sports development, it's a floodplain, so you really can't develop that, <clears throat> which would be north of the airport, basically. I, th- I think the university's going to need to give up some land that they own. Like, yeah. they like they own a lot of land up kind of towards do. Colbert Hills I and kind of out. I right. think that a lot of land that the university owns probably will end up needing to be developed for housing. Well, and, you know, setting aside that what research they do out there and, you know, for the university and students, that might be a way for them to help their budget issues, sell off that land. But yeah, it's going to get much more congested and crowded. They're going to have to develop more arteries here. They're going to have to take Marlette all the way through towards when we go. Um, As we mentioned, there's a master plan somewhere of taking scenic drive, which I would like to be Weefall drive all the way out to the the highway um, and the interstate. Um, that's interesting. But, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be much different. And hopefully by the time I retire, my house will be worth $700,000. That's my retirement plan. That and winning the lottery. 
Those my financial planning is elite. How far away are you from retirement? Uh, like a week. And is your house close to seven hundred thousand dollars in value right now? Yep, not half. No, no, no. We live, we're humble people. Mm. I don't really have an answer to this question since I haven't been here that long. Like, I mean, you, Fitz, you've seen it. I don't no, know. it's incredible. Like it's it is oh, it, incredible. It's it, it's so it, it's so constant. You know, there's constant movement going. Mm. You don't really realize how incredible it was. We had some friends come in, and he hadn't been here for I don't know how many years. I mean, it wasn't that long. I mean, it was like five years, six, whatever. And he's like, what's that? And I go, that's a soccer stadium. What's that? Well, that's the new volleyball and Olympic training facilities. And then we, you know, sees the football practice facility. Mm-hmm. And then he sees InBath. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's incredible what's happened here. And then all the things to go with it. I, I think as much as MBAF is going to change the community by bringing in high paying jobs, I think the the Marvel villains at Scorpion Pharmaceuticals <laughs> will have a similar impact by building that huge facility on 24. I think that will be the the thing that really connects the two towns together because they'll just have to develop all that. Yeah, I think that You'll see Highway 24 developed all the way to St. George. And it wouldn't surprise me if USD 383 actually combined with St. George schools and then took over Rock Creek and made it a second, air quotes, uh, Manhattan High. It's just, it's so far out there, though. I don't think it will be at I some don't, point. I don't think, it's not as far off as as you think. I, I, I get, I, I understand what you, what you mean, but, you know, 30 years from now, it wouldn't surprise me if they actually built a new Rock Creek High School and they built it closer to 24. I'll tell you right now that it, there's, there, it needs to be updated. Like that building needs to be. I mean, they just, they just expanded. They did the middle school. They, they built the middle school so that they built the middle school right on top of, um, of the high school. But like, I, I think the. I don't think that Manhattan will ever build their own second high school. If they build a second high school, I think it'll be um, out east towards St. George. And I think that USD 383 will come to an agreement to I think you're right. annex mm-hmm. Rock Creek and make that the second high school in the district versus doing a, a second one. So, but, but I think that a lot of people that live, you know, if you live on the other side of, you know, the Blue River, I think that those, you know, those kids that live in Manhattan right now that would go to Manhattan High or go to Manhattan schools, you know, obviously they can go to Oliver, Oliver Brown Elementary, you know, that's where they built the the new elementary schools. So you would think that as the population grows that way, you know, a lot of those and a, and a lot of those kids, they do opt to go to Rock Creek. They don't go to Manhattan and Rock Creek ultimately is about as close to them as Manhattan High is. That's true. So I think if you can, if you still see this, you know, continued development towards 24, towards, you know, St. George, I think that that's probably eventually going to be the answer is, you know, building a new high school, probably a little closer to Manhattan, but still towards St. George, put it on 24 and, you know, try creating a, 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 a 5A or 6A school there. So I was just in Slina, my hometown. <clears throat> And um, I was on the eastern part of town. I grew up on what was the last street in town, and now it's in the middle of that portion of the town. And we drove through another area while up by the municipal airport and down Magnolia 
All of this was fields 40 years ago, and now it's all completely developed. And I was just blown away. So that's a 40-year window of the amount of development that Salinas had with no population growth. It's just been a redistribution of population. So I can't imagine what Manhattan might go through in the next 40 years when the population and potentially could go from 50 to 75, 50 to 60. I mean, it's going to be a notable increase, whether it's 20% or 50%. The amount of housing and, and development that will take place is just going to be incredible. It's going to be almost like Frisco, Texas, mm-hmm. in the way it blows up. What, what's interesting, it's funny you bring that up because I've, I have family that live in Frisco, and they moved roughly 20 years ago. And when when they moved there, middle it was it was middle of the nowhere. It was the middle of nowhere. There was nothing really around, but it was interesting. We'd go each year, you know, everything, you know, if something was under construction, when we'd visit, we go back the next year and not only is that done, but there's something else done that's next to it that wasn't even started yet. But what was interesting about that is you drive through these, you know, there's nothing around, it's country roads, but you pull up to an intersection and there's, you know, a a little strip mall with like a dentist in it or a donut place, a subway, you know, something like that. And there's no houses around. There's no reason for that to be there, but there's businesses there. There's a Sonic just out in the middle of nowhere. Like you see stuff like that, the businesses and it's like, how are they building these businesses out here when there's nobody around? Eventually the, the houses came around and it made sense, but it was interesting seeing the business development side saying, Hey, we can put retail here because we know it's going to be what do well in the next 10 years. My issue with Manhattan and and the growth and, you know, not being able to think about it is you don't really see that out on 24. You have all these houses out there, but like Green Valley Road where the Dares is, you know, there should be retail on all all four corners there. There should probably be a Walgreens or a CVS. There should probably be a little strip with, you know, a little Caesars or a Domino's in it, like some pizza place. You know, there's no, you know, nothing with a drive-thru out there. Like it's crazy. It's it's crazy that there is no retail out there except for you got to go even further back to the west to go to where the the quick shop is where there used to be the witch witch i think there's a papa john's there still but yeah like there's like there's one restaurant there no, if, if like that's it you we, know like there would be times where we'd be at baseball practice and be like all right we're gonna go to uh we're gonna not practice till 5 30 because of weather or whatever I'm like so i gotta drive home for <laughs> 20 minutes grab food and then come back yeah like it's just it's fascinating that there's nothing out there. What's funny is the kites that was out there, when they put that out there, that was the perfect time and place for growth. And when that closed, nothing else went out there. It was very odd because there should be restaurants that work out on that side of town. And mm. they just, for whatever reason, just haven't caught on. It doesn't, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Are you ready to close this podcast with a yes, bang? Yes, I am. The last question comes from Call Me T22. He says, name your top five golf courses in Kansas. Yeah, I put one in for Cole, and I got to put one in for me. Uh, can I Can I give my number sure. one that yeah. I've played? What is it? It's Colbert. Like, I know that, like, I haven't played a ton of, like, really nice golf courses, but I really think every single golf course I've played, and not just in Kansas, like, have you played Old Kinderhook, Zach? It's down at no. the Ozarks. Uh-huh. It's really, really nice. But I still think Colbert Hill's 
scenic wise like when i rank golf courses i rank them off of scenic wise i don't rank them off of how hard or how well, easy they lame. are <laughs> Culver hills has the best scenery of any golf course i've played at and i've probably played at like 10 to 15 different golf courses which isn't a lot but like that's not like a small number either so that's my answer yeah people are probably aren't gonna like hearing this but Colbert is not in great shape right now I haven't been they did not summer. have a good winter yeah uh, you can't drive on a couple of the fairways still they're trying to transplant some grass into them but a lot of the fairways died over the winter it's because it's an athletic you know they it's, use uh, public money and it's an athletic thing that's why right they could use some public money fits you didn't hear what i said <laughs> no i didn't i'm sorry okay. I, I was told this question wasn't for me so i I'm was texting. trying to make a joke about Colbert hills he was making a joke about your Colbert hills tweets yesterday about mm. athletic facilities yeah whatever. I, I love the best response i got was so do ku fans think k-state owns tuttle <laughs> reservoir because the rowing team uses it you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of That's exactly what, what they think. Um, but, yeah, Colbert's kind of in tough shape right now. But it's probably in my top five for state mm-hmm. course in the state. I haven't played everything. And, you know, there's a ton of courses in Wichita that I'd love to play or Kansas City that are private. You know, just yeah. can't play them, don't play them, don't qualify for tournaments to be able to play them. Um, I... Sand Creek Station is definitely up there, and Firekeeper. So those two, I'll throw in Colbert for the sake of it being Colbert. You know, a little biased there. Uh, for the other two, probably put Prairie Dunes up there. I've only played it once, but how can you not put that in a top five courses in Kansas? But I don't, I don't know what I'd do for for my fifth course because. There's a lot of courses that I enjoyed playing, like in junior golf throughout the state, but are they like a top five? Like, do they deserve to be in the top five of golf courses? I, I just don't know. But I do. I enjoy playing Salina Muni. I enjoy playing Heston. Cary Park is a fun little track to play. Um, but I don't know if those are worthy of being considered top five. Lake Shawnee and Topeka, love playing that golf course. Yeah, I, I enjoy playing golf generally, but I don't know if I'd consider them the best or the nicest courses, but just courses I remember playing quite a bit as a kid. Do you know any good golf courses in northwest Arkansas? Uh, the Bless, I haven't played any in northwest Arkansas, but Blessings is the nicest, I think, and it's a private club. They played the national cha- the NCAA National Championships there a oh. few years ago. Well, never mind. So. I'm not playing there. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't like up in North, like in Northwest Arkansas, I'm not kidding. I think there's like one course in Fayetteville. That's decent. Yeah. That's public. And then everything else I think private. is pretty private. I think there's like the pinnacle club that hosted like an LPGA event. And that's, I think even more exclusive than blessings, I think. So there's so much <laughs> private golf around there. What's crazy is how many country clubs there are in the Wichita area and the Kansas city area. Like, you go down to Wichita, there might be five or six or more country clubs. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you still have like four or five public golf courses too in the, in Wichita that they run, that, that the city runs as municipals. So it's very interesting. But yeah, Sand Creek and Firekeeper and Colbert, they were all designed by the same guy. Um, and I actually think that 
Colbert's the worst one of those three. I love playing Sand Creek and Firekeeper a lot more than Colbert. And maybe it's just familiarity of playing Colbert so many times, but I love Firekeeper so much. Such a great course. Is that it? Yep. New golf guys. I forgot to mention this up top, but this episode of the overtime and um, next week's, there won't be a lot of bells and whistles. Got a lot on my plate trying to get to vacation. Vacation's not easy. You got to work so hard to go on vacation. Someone's not worth it. Yeah, it will be. I finally get to see Asheville, the Ireland of the South. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powercat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Powercat.com.